0: off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's B-L-W-P-O-D. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that if you just give yourself some grace, know that your baby loves you so much and that you're doing an amazing job. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because every journey is beautiful and special and you can do this, you got this.
0: Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. This episode is for the breastfeeding moms and in particular, the ones that are really dreading the transition to solid foods. I know how it goes. Like you finally got the whole breastfeeding thing figured out and now At around the six month mark, you're telling me I got to switch up my perfect schedule and start giving my baby solid foods? Don't stress. You definitely can succeed at breastfeeding and baby led weaning. You can do so simultaneously. And Crystal Duhaney is on the podcast today to tell you how. Now, Crystal is a registered nurse She's also an IBCLC, so she's an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. She owns and operates Milky Mama LLC, so she provides breastfeeding and chestfeeding parents a lot of help via support groups and consultations, products, and courses. And she's gonna be talking today about how we can schedule solid foods and also continue breastfeeding, if that's your goal. So Crystal's gonna be answering questions like, why does your milk supply suddenly drop when your baby starts solid foods? And she's gonna be sharing what you can do to protect it. We'll be talking about when to drop the first milk feed once your baby starts getting the hang of self-feeding with baby led weaning. And then she's going to teach a little bit about this concept that she calls the breast sandwich, which is a technique that will help you organize and schedule both breastfeeding and solid food sessions. So with no further ado, I want to introduce you to Crystal Duhaney, who's joining me on the podcast to talk today about breastfeeding and scheduling solid foods. Well, hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of yours from Instagram. You guys, she's on Instagram at Milky Mama LLC. And I'm just curious if you could share with our audience a little bit about yourself, your brand, how you got into the world of breastfeeding.
1: Yeah. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Crystal Duhaney. I'm a registered nurse and an international board-certified lactation consultant. And um, I breastfed both of my children. And My breastfeeding experience is actually what got me into wanting to support every and more breastfeeding mothers or breastfeeding parents. After I gave birth to my son, I struggled to breastfeed. I didn't really know what I was doing. Even though I was a registered nurse, I just had no idea what I was doing. I had no preparation. My healthcare providers didn't really teach me anything. So I just gave birth to a baby and they handed me the baby and said, here, feed this thing. And it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So we struggled. It was painful. Um, I was worried about my milk supply. My baby was screaming all the time. And I went to my pediatrician and asked for help. And he said, just give formula. And, you know, let me be clear that there is nothing wrong with giving formula. I was formula fed and I turned out okay, but it just wasn't what I wanted for my journey. I really wanted to breastfeed. So we struggled. I educated myself and we, you know, I taught myself basically how to breastfeed um, because there weren't a lot of lactation consultants in my area. We struggled our way and breastfed for over two years. And when I became pregnant with my second child, I wanted a completely different experience. So I began educating for my own selfish reasons, just to make my own journey more um, successful. I began educating myself on how to breastfeed, maintain my milk supply after returning back to work, those types of things. And upon doing that, I began having conversations with other Breastfeeding moms and other moms, and realized that they had the same experience that they didn't have any support. They didn't know what they were doing, and that's when I kind of realized that not only could I help myself, but that there were also so many others that could benefit from the knowledge that I had obtained and my experience that I, you know, that I had with myself. So that's what kind of made me want to help so many others.
0: So Milky Mama was born. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do from a work side as far as breastfeeding goes?
1: Oh, so much. So pre-COVID, we had an in-person breastfeeding support center in Southern California in Rancho Cucamonga, but we are temporarily closed due to the pandemic. So now we've transitioned over to virtual. So we offer virtual lactation consultations, virtual flange sizing, virtual everything. Basically, we have a virtual support group. Um, and multiple ways to help support you wherever you are. We have breastfeeding courses online, a new pumping course that's coming out. So however we can support you, no matter where you are, we have a way. Um, We also have an amazing and yummy line of lactation supplements and treats and cookies and brownies just to help nutritionally support you as you navigate your breastfeeding journey.
0: Okay. I have so many questions about the foods because I know It's funny how necessity is the mother of invention. Like I got into baby led weaning because I struggled so much with traditional spoon feeding of my oldest. And I felt like an utter and abject failure as a parent because like who can't feed their kid, let alone what dietitian can't feed their kid. And so then we had quadruplets after that. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to spoon feed. And I kind of fell into baby led weaning, loved it it was such a different and positive experience that I kind of shifted the whole focus of my nutrition career to focus on baby led weaning. And it's a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, breastfeeding and baby led weaning goes hand in hand. And I always like to say, oh, I was terrible at breastfeeding. I always exclusively (laughs) pumped with my oldest and then with the quads. I And that's breastfeeding too, by the way. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) I was one of those moms that at six months, I was like, I want to be done like with my first. And then I had twins at the very end. So we had singleton quads, twins. And I wanted to breastfeed or pump because I pumped for the twins too. I wanted to do it for like two years. Like every pregnancy it changed and was different. So I love your story of like, it's okay to want to have a different story with your next baby or your next pregnancy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com weaning and get 10% off your first month. And so for our moms who are kind of on the fence about breastfeeding, I know a lot of moms who listen to the podcast, surprisingly, are still pregnant. They're just here to learn about what's gonna be coming down the pike. Awesome. I know you said it's perfectly fine if babies are formula fed, you are formula fed, you're fine. What are some of the benefits of breastfeeding? Like I know from a nutrition standpoint we talk a lot about that on the podcast, but like from the the non-nutrition standpoints, why is breastfeeding so important?
1: breastfeeding is extremely important for a variety of reasons. And a lot of times we talk about like all the benefits for baby. So, but there are also benefits for you as a parent and us as a community and an environment. So let's talk about those. So for your baby, um, studies show that when you breastfeed your baby, that they have lower risks of childhood diseases, like Intestinal disorders, respiratory infections, you know, COVID's going around, and there have been some really exciting developments on breastfeeding parents and how they've been able to potentially, we again we don't know, there aren't any studies on this, but potentially protect their infants from getting sick from COVID or helping them heal faster if they do contract COVID or the COVID-19 virus, also helping with breast cancer, which I think is so, so amazing that if you breastfeed your baby, not only are you protecting yourself from getting breast cancer, not saying that, you know, it's not possible, but you lower your risk. But you're also lowering the risk of your infant, whether they are a male or female baby, from contracting or getting breast cancer, which I think is so amazing. And those benefits don't stop. So, let's say you breastfed for two months, you're still giving your baby those benefits and they continue as long as you breastfeed and for the rest of their life. So, don't feel like, okay, if I stop breastfeeding at two months, three months, four months, my baby got no benefits. That's not the case. Any amount of breast milk is so, so beneficial. Um, it also helps because it's free. I mean, I know that there are a lot of Costs associated with being a parent. You know, when you're breastfeeding, you may need to buy bottles, but you may not need to if you don't plan on pumping. Um, You may need to buy some supplies or breast pads, but realistically, you know, in a perfect world, and I am doing air quotes for perfect, because we know nothing is perfect. All you really need is your baby and your breasts in a perfect world. So hypothetically, without any of the extra stuff, it would be free, which is great for your pocket. Also, because your baby may have lower instance of developing some of those illnesses, you may save on some healthcare costs. And if you exclusively breastfeed, or even if you don't, if you use reusable bottles or glass bottles or such, then you could also be potentially helping the environment by decreasing your footprint on waste because we're not, you know, recycling and we're not throwing a bunch away a bunch of trash and stuff that we may have if we weren't breastfeeding. So there are tons of benefits for both mom and baby, and there are tons of studies out there that are showing all the benefits, and we're still learning more every year. We learn more about the benefits. So I think that if you are planning on breastfeeding, it would really benefit you to learn some of those and teach some of those to your family and your breastfeeding supporters in your circle, your village per se, so that you can have a fully supportive environment so that you'll have a great opportunity for a great outcome. Because when you have more support and people in your corner, then breastfeeding goes really well.
0: So I know as dietitian dietician and as a nurse, like we all agree that babies don't need anything except breast milk and or formula up until about six months of age. But yeah. at around the six months of age, when they're showing us other signs of readiness to feed and we start introducing foods What are some of the issues or the challenges that breastfeeding moms are faced with when their baby's about six months?
1: The most common issue that I've seen is as soon as they start introducing solids, that their supply decreases and they don't know why. And a lot of this, I hate to say this, I'm a registered nurse you are too
0: correct I'm a dietitian but
1: oh a dietitian yeah. but you've worked with physicians before and although I love working with physicians I think that they're a valuable resource. The truth is, is that a lot of them don't really study breastfeeding you know it's kind of like an elective they can choose to study it so sometimes they will tell you to give solids maybe earlier than baby is developmentally ready for or to always give solids first and I found that when you give solids first um, baby gets full-on solids and then they want to nurse less which means that they'll remove less milk from your breast, which then you'll start seeing kind of this inverse relationship with solids and breastfeeding. Um, As you give more solids, they nurse less, your supply decreases, and then gradually you wean. And if that's your goal, fantastic. But if it's not your goal, then we definitely want to make sure that we are, you know, doing it properly so that we can maintain your milk supply and make sure baby's getting those solids if necessary.
0: And I'll just tack onto that. 90% of physicians in this country have never taken a nutrition course. And so when (laughs) parents go and ask questions about weaning, They'll say things exactly like what you just said, which as a dietitian, I object to that because babies at six months of age cannot recognize and respond to their hunger cues with food. And so we're expecting them to eat nutrition at six months of age when they need weeks and sometimes even months to learn how to eat. Yeah. So it's so important for parents to remember that when you start transition to solid foods, breast milk or formula is still the primary source of your baby's nutrition. It's weeks, sometimes even months exactly. before nutrition becomes more of a contributor. So this is a continuum. We don't just flip the switch on their six month birthday and say, that's it. You're done with milk and now it's all food. I mean, we have this six month period basically to really get more proficient at eating, but breast milk and breastfeeding is still so important during that phase as well.
1: I love that. Or formula, breast milk or formula, whatever you're choosing your baby, that should be their primary source of nutrition until you start solids. And actually for that first year, if you choose to breastfeed for that first year, the primary source of nutrition should be breast milk or formula. And then it's a gradual, you know, like you said, it's not a flip of a switch. Um, So it's a gradual kind of introduction.
0: Okay. So we talked about a mom with a baby who's, let's say six months of age. Let's talk about a breastfeeding mom whose baby's now around eight months of age, or the baby's been doing baby led weaning, feeding themselves for about six or eight weeks. So they're really getting the hang of it. They're starting to be more engaged in eating. They're actually starting to chew and swallow some of it. When do you suggest dropping the first milk feed? And referring to either if you're feeding out of a bottle or you're breastfeeding, is that the time where most moms need to drop it? Or or how do you guide parents on that? Because that's a very hot topic is dropping that first milk feed.
1: Yeah. You know, I love to just hear what parents' goals are. So first, I think that's the first thing that you need to decide as a parent. And if you're working with a lactation consultant, let them know your goals. Is your goal to continue breastfeeding for however long you choose to, whether it's, you know, a year, two years, whatever, or are you ready to start the weaning process? If you're ready to start the weaning process and start dropping feeds, I think that once baby has a good grasp on those solids around, like you said, around eight months or so, you can start dropping a feed. Realistically, whenever you're ready to wean, you know, as a lactation consultant, it's my job to educate you on the risks and benefits and such, and then help you and support your goals at any time. So um, if it's not at eight months, if you're like, you know what, six months, I'm done, that's my job to support you with that too. So find a supportive person on your team that can help help you meet your goals no matter what they are. But in the grand scheme of things, I think that eight months is a great time to kind of start adjusting your milk intake if you plan on nursing, let's say for up to a year. So I think that that varies based on your goals. So let's just use a year as an example, right? Because that's usually a common goal for most moms or most parents. They're like, okay, I want to get to a year. So let's just use that as a example. So if we're using a year, then eight months will be perfect because you would gradually start decreasing the amount of feeds in a day or the amount of the length of feeds that you're having to the point where you can make it up to that year. And then at a year, you can fully transitioned over to solids and a you know complementary liquid, whether it's a toddler formula, whether you have expressed breast milk in the freezer or whatever the case may be. So I think eight months is a good time because it gives you enough time to get the hang of baby led weaning and also enough time to figure out what to do next and to develop a plan to stop breastfeeding if that's your goal.
0: Okay. So- Let's talk about the 12 month mark a little bit more. Most parents know general rule of thumb is we want baby to be sitting at the table and able to eat table foods, slightly modified, similar foods though, to the rest of the family is eating generally three meals a day if that's what your family food culture is with The 12-month mark generally being the time where we're gonna transition to cow's milk. So if you're formula feeding, most parents are like, heck yeah, 12 months, (laughs) I am done buying formula because it's so expensive. Breastfeeding moms are in a little different boat. It doesn't cost them anything. They like the bonding. Some moms, yeah, wanna be done at 12 months, like counting down the days, but some moms wanna continue on. How do you help moms who are trying to make the transition to cow's milk, but also want to continue breastfeeding?
1: So first I want to tell moms, and you can probably chime in on this too as a dietitian is that cow's milk is not the only option. Like you don't have to just give cow's milk, you know, if you're a vegetarian or whatever the case may be. Cow's milk is not the only option. And breast milk is still beneficial even after a year. So if you want to continue breastfeeding without making that transition to cow's milk, you can safely do that. It just really just depends on, again, your goals. So if you want to continue breastfeeding, right, and not make the transition and also continue offering solids, then normally what I recommend is what's called a breast sandwich. It sounds like a chicken sandwich, not like from Popeye's. It's just the way that you breastfeed. So you would breastfeed first and then you would offer solids and let baby you know, eat at the table with you if you're eating breakfast, if that's again, part of your food culture as a family, and then offer the breast again. And because we're having those, we're still maintaining milk removal then that really helps to maintain your milk supply so that you can kind of effortlessly just squeeze in solids without affecting your milk production. And you can always adjust that based on your needs and your routine and based on your goals. I think it's really important to know that when you're a parent, you do what works best for you. There is no rule book. There's no like you know, handbook to this. We're all just kind of doing the best that we can. So that's what I think. Just do what works best for you and find the routine that works best for you to help you meet whatever goal you have in mind. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty P. Active Mint customers by five thirty-one twenty-four. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. And I love that you point out that cow's milk is fine if that's what your family eats or drinks, but it's certainly not imperative for health, and there's many families out there who choose not to drink cow's milk if they're vegan families or if the baby's allergic to cow's milk protein. Yeah, we definitely need other options. So I have two other episodes you guys might be interested in. Um, Episode 79 is about how to pick a milk when your baby turns one. If you're considering some of these milk alternatives, what you certainly want to look for and why you might consider them. And then episode 13 is all about milk protein and how to introduce your baby to this potentially allergenic food with lots of tips on how to do it because we don't do fluid cow's milk for baby in place of breast milk or formula until after they turn one. It's not nutritionally complete, but there's lots of other great ways that you can introduce your baby to that potentially allergenic food so that you're sensitizing the baby to help reduce food allergy. Even if you decide you don't want to do full cow's milk after age one.
1: Yes, yes. I love, like if you choose to give your baby cow's milk, I love the um, idea of just starting off with mixing it with some of your own breast milk um, that can help to um, introduce baby to it, a new taste, a new you know, consistency because cow's milk is a very different consistency than your breast milk. Um, and it just helps introduce baby to it. And then just do it gradually. Watch for any signs of allergy because again, it is an allergen or a potential allergen and then there are lots of people that are allergic to it. So you always want to watch out for that as well.
0: So let's talk about breastfeeding during the pandemic for moms who are like, they were pregnant during the pandemic, gave birth, they're breastfeeding. Now they're going to transition to solids. Like a lot of people at the time of this recording are like, I can't believe we're still doing Yes. What are you seeing as far as like concerns or anything that we need to be aware of relevant to COVID-19 and the global pandemic?
1: First of all, kudos to all the moms that have, you know, been pregnant, given birth and everything during this crazy, crazy pandemic, because I can imagine how your expectation going into your pregnancy was changed once the pandemic started. So kudos to you for toughing it out because I couldn't imagine. But secondly, I think that What we know about breast milk is because it's so amazing. We know, and we've seen that both the World Health Organization, CDC, every major organization has recommended that you continue breastfeeding for however long you choose of course, during this pandemic, because we know that breastfeeding offers um, some amazing immunities and has amazing properties to help prevent your baby from getting sick or helping to decrease the intensity or length of their illness. So if you want to continue breastfeeding during this time, that is perfectly fine. If you do have COVID or you suspect that you have COVID, make sure that you are wearing a mask around your baby. If you happen to cough, cough away, hand hygiene, kind of the basics that you would do to um, just practicing proper respiratory hygiene to prevent the transmission. But breastfeeding during this pandemic is definitely recommended. If you choose to wean, that's okay too. It just depends on what you want to do, but there's nothing wrong with either way. I know you
0: normally in non-COVID times have a breastfeeding support center. And I always think like back to when I was breastfeeding, like just even going to the support group was great because it made you leave the house with the baby, which is hard at first because you don't know what you're doing. Yes. And then just talking to other moms while you're waiting kind of for your term was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that thinks this is really freaking hard. How are moms getting support for breastfeeding? You know, even after postpartum, like six months down the road, moms still need breastfeeding support if they can't meet in person, like what sort of services are out there right now?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the pandemic has really, you know, caused I think all businesses, especially like the birth world, you know, per se to really make a shift and to really adjust to our current times. So right when the pandemic hit, all of the hospitals like stopped their breastfeeding courses. And so there were so many parents that didn't have any support whatsoever because nobody knew what the heck to do. So we offered for about four months, we offered free lactation consultations to anyone that needed it. And we were able to help thousands of parents that really wouldn't have been able to have support. And what we saw after that is that other lactation consultants and other, you know, birth workers were really transitioning to a virtual space. So although not always ideal, some, you know, a lot of times I really want to see your baby and hold your baby and help you latch and such. But in the instances of the pandemic, it may be safer to do it virtually so there are virtual services that you can obtain, you know, check with your hospital. A lot of them have transitioned, you know, their lactation consultations to virtual as well. Check with local lactation consultants, check with if the WIC office if you get WIC. They also offer services there. And then additionally, if you are needing in-person support, because sometimes there just is no way around it. You need to see somebody. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they are practicing safe precautions. Make sure, ask them if they have been tested recently. Ask what they do in a typical appointment to make sure that they are being safe with other appointments prior to you to make sure that you're protecting yourself. But if you can, if it's not anything urgent or anything really complex, virtual appointments are really a great way to get the support you need and still maintaining, you know, safe precautions without having to put yourself or your family at risk.
0: And I know so much of breastfeeding support is like the physical, like, you know, they yeah. grab you. Like I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yes. but it's, like, it's so helpful. It's like, you've done this a million times. I've never done this, but I can imagine also, you know, just like the psychological side of it. I'm so stressful and to have support out there, even virtual support, it's better than nothing. Like sometimes you do need the in-person support, but a lot of these moms need the, just the supportive nature of someone else listening to them or understanding, yeah, this is a struggle or it's not as easy as I thought it would be. You're not alone. We think about the physical so much in breastfeeding support, but it's really the psychological side, which I know your team provides as well. Tell us more about the resources that you guys have. You mentioned the, the food's, for our audience who maybe doesn't, I always have trouble saying galactagogue or galactagogue, <laughs> yes. such a strange <laughs> word. But <laughs> what are some of the products that you sell? Uh, I know you're on Instagram, Milky Mama LLC is how I know you, but I know you have lots of other platforms. Like where can we go to learn more and, and what does the stuff you sell do?
1: Yeah, so we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Clubhouse. We are on Twitter, Pinterest, wherever you are, that's where we are. And there are tons of ways to reach us. Um, I normally, barring any like, you know, crazy things that happen at home with my kids or such or such. I'm normally um, doing a live Q&A every Monday on our Instagram page where you can just ask your questions live. I'll answer them live. And you can also call our 800 number. It's 877 88 Milky or 877-886-4559. And you can speak to one of our lactation consultants and ask your questions for completely free. Um, so that's a great resource um, during normal business hours. So 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday, excluding weekends and holidays. Um, you can also email us. You can join our email list. We send out tips and a cute little certificate every single month to help you navigate your breastfeeding journey. We also offer yummy products to help support your milk supply. And I want to say that it's really, really important that all of your listeners know this is that no supplement, whether it's, you know, cookies, brownies, pills, teas, whatever you want to take is going to replace frequent and effective milk removal. So if you're having issues with your milk supply, reach out to one of us first, reach out to a lactation consultant so that we can help you navigate that. Because you can eat all the cookies in the world, but if you're not nursing and or pumping frequently enough, then it's not going to work. So always make sure that you're getting that support. But if you're doing all that and you would really love some yummy treats to help maintain or increase your milk production, you can check out our cookies. They're super yummy. My favorite is the salted caramel and the oatmeal chocolate chip. We also have our world famous emergency brownies. That is what we're known for. And we also have brownies and drink powders and herbal supplements and just basically everything that you would need if you are looking for something to help support your milk production.
0: And I know a lot of moms who are breastfeeding really top of mind, really early on, like they're getting the hang of it. They kind of get going and... A lot of parents get frustrated because like, wait, I just figured out the breastfeeding or the bottle situation. And now it's six months on. I've got to switch gears and start incorporating solid foods. And they're kind of terrified of that next transition. Do you have any final thoughts for the moms who do want to continue breastfeeding through that, but know that it is time to start introducing babies to solids? Like how can they deal with all of those things kind of converging at once?
1: Yeah. So it really just depends on your journey. Like for me, I've done both sides of the coin. I was the first time mom that like, pureed everything under the sun and made it all myself. And, you know, was in the kitchen every day making purees. And then with my second child, I was like, you know what? I don't want to puree anything. You're, we're going to do baby led weaning because it's so much easier for me in my life. And with both, I was able to successfully breastfeed both of my children until I was ready to wean. And so no matter how you choose to do it, you can still can successfully breastfeed. Um, it just is a matter of maintaining your milk production. Like I said, frequent and effective milk production is key. So when you're introducing solids, you want to make sure that like um, Katie said, that we are still making sure that we maintain milk production and that we're making that breast milk priority for that first six months to a year of life, depending on what your goals are. If you make sure that baby is still getting plenty of breast milk by nursing frequently or pumping frequently, instead of replacing the nursing or pumping sessions with solids, then you should be able to continue breastfeeding without any issues.
0: And I know that every mom is different, but sometimes moms just like to have a roadmap if you're approaching, let's say the one year mark, a lot of moms say, okay, listen, my baby's doing well with an open cup. They've been practicing that for developmental reasons. They're transitioning to cow's milk if that's what they're doing to get fluid. And if they want to continue breastfeeding, is it okay to do it just for bonding? Like once your baby's eating and drinking out of an open cup, you know, physiologically they wouldn't need it, but a lot of moms want to continue on. Is that okay as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I forgot to mention that during the benefits of breastfeeding is that breastfeeding is so much more than just the milk. A lot of times we think, oh, it's just about the milk and the benefits of the milk. No, breastfeeding is for that bonding for baby to feel close to you. You know, if baby is cold or scared or not feeling well, they may want to nurse because it's comforting as well. So however long you choose to continue nursing, even if you're not producing any milk anymore, sometimes you, baby can, you can still have that experience, whether you're producing milk at all or not. Um, You can still breastfeed because it's just a natural way to bond with your baby. So if you continue, if you want to continue breastfeeding, even if your milk supply is lower than normal, or if you're kind of in the weaning process, that is perfectly fine.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to hear like there's lots of ways to make breastfeeding and solid foods work. And I just want to reiterate what Crystal was saying. It's your goals that really matter. Like, take a step back and what are your goals? And then from there, you can make a plan. So, thank you again for your time. This was a fabulous a wealth of information for our audience.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. If you have any other questions, don't hesitate to
0: reach out. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Crystal Duhaney. Again, she's all over the internet at Milky Mama LLC. She's got a ton of different ways to support you in your breastfeeding and chest feeding journey, whether that be her support groups, with consultations, with the products that she sells, her courses. She's a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to link up all of the resources that she discussed, as well as some of those other episodes that I mentioned in today's episode, that'll all be on the show notes at blwpodcast.com forward slash 98. Bye for now.